Rider. So we meet again, Mr. Bond. I've seen to it that the following program will not begin with those stupid coyotes' howls. <laughs> Does that amuse you, Mr. Bond? By the way, Mr. Bond, what is your secret MI5 identification? 007. Riders Radio Theater is on the air. Good radio. It's the Riders on the radio. Come on, partner, saddle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy show. Yo, today, yo, today, today. We've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Yes, partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Too Slim, the man of many hats. It's me. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Fender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. Ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Every buck the red and buck the root. There's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now with the 2,498th performance of their career, here are riders in the sky. Yes, thank you, Texas Big Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks on the water radio. To all of you folks gathered here in the Emory Theater and the millions of you out there in Radio Land, I wish you could have seen the beautiful chicken that was presented to Texas Bix just before airtime. Well, Darn near life-size, eh, Ranger Duck? Well, bigger than life. Bigger than life indeed. Almost as big as Texas Bix. But we got a lot of show to do in a short time to get there, so let me simply say that Too Slim, Ranger Duck, Woody Paul, Joey the Cow Polka King are riders in the sky, and... We're going to get on an old cowboy folk song, Ride an Old Paint. One, two, three, two, two, three. I ride an old paint, I lead old Dan. I'm going to Montana for to throw the hula hand. They feed in the gulch, they water in the draw. Their tails are all matted, their backs are all raw. Ride around, little doggies, ride around them slow. They're fiery and snuffy and rare in the gold. Now old Bill Jones had a daughter and a son. His son went to Denver, but his daughter went wrong. His wife got killed in a pool room fight. Still he keeps singing from morning till night. Ride around, little doggies, ride around and slow. They're fiery and stuffy and rare and little. 
When I die, take my saddle from the wall, put it on my pony and lead him from his stall. Tie my bones to his back, turn his head to the west. Let me ride forever on the plains I love best. Ride around, little doggies, ride around them slow. They're fiery and snuffy and rare and go. Ride around, little doggies, ride around them slow. They're fiery and snuffy and rare and go. Hi. Okay, it'll be the easy way to punch that seek and scan button and tune out Riders Radio Theater, but it wouldn't be the cowboy way. Here's Trim Fit Too Slim with a word of inspiration. Howdy, folks. Yep, it's me, Too Slim, the aptly named bass player for Riders in the Sky. And in fact, I am Too Slim, which is why folks have begged me for a diet plan. Well, here it is, the ultra Too Slim Fast Diet. For men and women who like everything about themselves except they wish they looked more like me. How's it work? Easy. You know what they say, you are what you eat. And in this case, you are what I eat. All you do is sign up and send me $9.99 for every day you want a diet. Then when I order my meals, I simply tell the waitress or my long-suffering wife to make that two portions. I eat one, slide the other into a box. Then at the end of the day, I mail the box to you, parcel post. You eat it, one box per day, and in 60 days or so, you'll look just like me. For an extra $9.99, I'll send you some round glasses and a mustache handcrafted from the finest Tennessee possum pelts. Then you better keep a Sharpie in your saddlebags for all the autographs you'll be signing. <laughs> Face it, would you rather look like Tommy Lasorda or me? Pick up the phone and dial 1-900-2-SLIM. 1-900-2-SLIM. You know, they say you can't be too rich or too slim, but if enough folks send me $9.99, I'll be too rich and too slim, and you won't be, but you'll look like it. The Ultra 2 Slim Fast Diet. Call now. There's a big box of food waiting for you. That's the Ultra 2 Slim Fast Diet plan. Not available in states where they're wise to it. Approval pending by doctors from someplace down south. And now back to Riders Radio Theater. And here's a little of the Tennessee Wagoners. Yes, Letters to Ranger Doug, a chance for you, the listener, to tell me, the ranger, what's on your mind. Here comes the Pony Express rider now. Oh, gosh, I guess the crystal statue of Sam Weich I ordered is here. I guess it is. What else is in the mailbag, Woodrow? Well, Ranger Doug, here's a letter from uh, Mr. Uh, Semper Hangel mm -hmm. of uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. It says, Dear Ranger Doug, Idol of American Youth, why does most of the music I hear these days sound so dull and lifeless, except for yours, of course? Of course. I search up and down the radio dial, and it's all so stupid and meaningless. I used to love music. What happened? Sincerely, Semper Hangel. Well, Mr. Hangel, uh, most people don't know that what's missing from your average music is that certain spice that puts it over the top. 
You mean... That's right, too slim, I do. The yodel. Virtually every kind of music can be vastly improved by the addition of a simple yodel. Really? I didn't know that. Well, only trained musicians are aware of that. Well, <laughs> that lets me out. <laughs> every kind of music Ranger does? Yep. Well, how about James Brown? <laughs> Certainly. I feel good. Like I knew that I would not. Oh, oh, I feel good. Well, oh, it's great. How about jazz? One, sure, two, three, four. But you can't forget the classics either. You know, a lot of folks like Garth yeah, Brooks. If he just yodeled more, he'd really be popular. <laughs> I got friends in low places where the whiskey Boy, you really made your point, Ranger Doug. <laughs> yes, I did. But I have a dream, too, Slim. Yeah? Someday a person will be able to cruise up and down the radio dial, and at every stop they'll hear a pure, crystal clear yodel to gladden the spirit. Boy, now there's something to look forward <laughs> yes, to. Yes, it is. But in the meantime, we'll have to make do with cowboy yodel songs on Riders Radio Theater, like Gene Autry's theme song. I'm back in the saddle again Out where a friend is a friend Where the longhorn cattle feed on the lonely gems on we Back in the saddle again I feel good Riding the range once more Toting my old 44 I got you Where we sleep out every night And the only love is right Back in the saddle again Ubitayayo Rockin' to and fro Back in the saddle again Ubitayayo production in association with WBXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West.
Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with the Saddlebells. We'll be right back. Here's a little of number 11 on the National Polka Countdown. Ring, ring. Polka! Riders Radio Theater is brought to you by Jake Sweeney Automotive, featuring Chevrolet, Chrysler Plymouth, Mazda, BMW, and Jeep Eagle, with locations in Tri-County and Florence. Also, Saturn dealerships in Springdale and Florence. Jake Sweeney Automotive, thinking of you. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now Riders Radio Theater produces the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode three of the exciting Western melodrama, Raiders of the Vanishing Everglades. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, the villain Slocum and Charlie burglarized the Federal Treasury Building in Washington, D.C. and stole a set of plates used to print authentic $100 bills. While, while they were there, they also stole a large roll of the special paper used in the making of the United States currency. Thus it was that several days later in Tumbleweed City, Special Treasury banjo agent John Hartford discovered that the vault of the first rational bank was stuffed with bogus $100 bills. This was the result of a scandalous shopping spree by Slogan and Charlie. What are those things? Hey, folks, they're the all-new, all-powerful Conestoga Vipers. They're the fastest road cars in the world, and they're only $50,000 apiece. We'll take two. And not long after that, before anyone could react to the discovery of the vault filled with counterfeit hundreds, two brand-new, high-powered automobiles roared out of town. Well, now, look at that, Jasper. <laughs> Yeah, that's something you don't see every day. Yeah. Two vipers leaving town 180 miles an hour. Yep, nice cars, too. Yep. And now episode three entitled, Looking for Mr. Goodrich. <laughs> Later that same day, just after sundown, three weary riders turned their trusty, tired steeds off the Tex Ritter Highway and headed down Melody Lane. In the distance, they see a familiar, cozy ranch house. Smoke curls up from the chimney and a warm, welcome light is glowing in the kitchen window. And a few minutes later, riders in the sky pull up in front of their home on the range, the famed old Harmony Ranch. Whoa, whoa, easy, Welcome home. Well, howdy, 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 howdy. Come on in. There's a fire in the fireplace. Supper's on the stove. Well, that's great, side mate. Boy, howdy. Boy. Yeah, I am starved. Me too. <laughs> After nearly a week on the trail, even your cooking sounds good, side mate. Oh, yeah, I know. I want to hear all about your lollygagging around out in Hollywood. And uh, say, what do you mean? Even my cooking sounds good, well, buddy, Paul. <clears throat> Speaking of cooking, though, what's for dinner, side mate? Yeah, well, it's a new recipe. I think you're going to like it. Great. Well, let's get in and get to it. <laughs> now you're talking. And a very short time later, three glad-to-be-home singing cowboys are gathered around the dinner table while their crusty old sidekick serves up steaming plates of his latest culinary disaster. What was that? A masterpiece. That's better. 
Looks like beans to me. Well, it is beans, but I used a new recipe to fix them. Well, I have to say, for what it's worth, that these beans do taste better than usual, side me. Yeah, they are better than usual. Yeah, I guess they are. Well, thank you very much. Well, what's your new recipe? Well, I got it from this Cajun cuisine that's been sweeping the country. Uh -huh. This here is dirty beans and rice. There's rice in here? Yep. You could have fooled me. Well, it ain't hard to do, Woody. Hey, well, did you did you get this recipe out of a cookbook, side Eh, no. I heard the fellow Paul Prudhomme talking about it on the radio the uh -huh. other day. I turned it on too late to hear any of the ingredients, but with a name like Dirty Beans and Rice, you don't have to be no rocket scientist to figure out what goes in it. Uh-oh. So what did you put in it? Well, it started with five pounds of pinto beans. Good so far. And then I put in some water. Yeah, that's good. And I put in some of them Louisiana hot peppers that Texas Bix has always sent to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, rice. Yeah. And dirt. What? Diametaceous earth. Boom. What? I got a spade full of it from outside under the kitchen window and just dumped it in the pot with everything else. What? What? Oh, side oh. me. Gives it a certain body, wouldn't you say? Oh. What's the matter? Go down the wrong pipe? You fed us dirt, you old coot. Oh, take it easy. Here, wash it down with a cup of mud. <laughs> Thanks. Say, so what'd you do to the coffee? It's, it's a lot better than usual, too. Well, it ain't coffee, it's mud. Oh, no. Like I said. Mud. <coughs> Why, you are... Well, you stand back or I'll let you I have it with this pot it. of mud. Hold, no, hold, hold it, Hold it, boys. Hold it. Hey, it's the telephone. Oh, well, it's the telephone. Hello? Harmony Ranch, Ranger Doug, idol of American youth speaking. <laughs> Yes, I do remember you, Mr. Smith. Where you going, Ranger? Oh, finally made it to Washington. That's great, Mr. Smith. Really? Working for the Treasury Department? Counterfeiters? Of course, we'll be proud to do whatever we can. A banjo? Well, actually, we're kind of busy right now. Ah, an accordion. Well, in that case... We'll take the case. I really do. Yes, sir. We'll do our best. It's the cowboy way. Goodbye to you, too, sir. <laughs> what was that all about, Ranger Doug? <laughs> well, that was our old friend, Mr. Smith, calling from Washington. Oh, he finally made it to Washington, huh? Too slim. Pay attention. We already did that joke. <laughs> Never stopped us before. <laughs> well, uh, why was Mr. Smith calling us, Ranger Doug? Well, Woody Polly's with the Treasury Department now, and he needs our help to track down some stolen plates used to print $100 bills. Gosh, do they know who took them? No, but whoever did has been spending the counterfeit hundreds right here in Tumbleweed Valley. Huh? A special Treasury banjo agent discovered that the vault of the First Rational Bank is stuffed with the bogus bills. Where'd they all come from? That's what we're going to find out first thing tomorrow morning. Right you are, Ranger Doug. Now, I guess we'd better get these dishes cleaned up and get some shut-eyes. Yeah, after a long day on the trail and a, a meal <clears throat> like this, uh, I'm ready for some shut-eye. Yeah, I know what you mean, Woody Paul. After a good heavy meal like this, you need a good rest. I'll get up in the morning and fix us a new French breakfast recipe I heard about, omelets a la earth. <laughs> you start with eggs and beans, then you get a um, shovel. And a... Um, I'll treat if we can get breakfast at Dottie's Diner. Time for that. Count me in. All right, you... You don't know nothing about gourmet cooking. Time wise, a man would cook something and everybody'd be there and they'd be ready, but no. Eventually, the dishes are done and everybody trundles off to bed where they sleep the good sleep of the cowboy way. But soon dawn breaks, the sun rises, and shortly thereafter, the riders are on the trail to Tumbleweed City. Hey, Ranger Duck. 
when you were talking to Mr. Smith last night, what was all that about a banjo? Yeah. Well, it's like many of our plots, kind of complicated, boys, but... You know how money is printed on special paper, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, the thieves who stole the plates from the U.S. Treasury also stole a roll of that special paper. So what? So buttons on your underwear. <laughs> no. It was experimental paper with a special audio fiber woven into it to thwart counterfeiters. So what? Well, you may find this hard to believe, but it causes the $100 bill to vibrate whenever Earl's breakdown is played on a banjo. Come on. Sam, <laughs> I admit it seems pretty far-fetched, but you have to remember it does come from the U.S. government. Well, I guess, I guess anything, no matter how harebrained possible in that case. <laughs> yeah, but Ranger Doug, does this mean we're going to have to get a banjo and go around plonking on it to track down funny money? Absolutely not. Then how are we going to know good bills from bad ones? Well, uh, according to Mr. Smith, it seems that it's in the hands of... If it's in the hands of a master and played with a certain polka-laced panache... Earl's breakdown will also cause the bills to vibrate if it's played on an accordion. <gasps> Joey! <laughs> and shortly after that bit of good news, the riders reach Tumbleweed City and quickly make their way to the first rational bank where they find cash arbitrage, the bank's president, in the depths of depression. They took all of my money, every single hundred-dollar bill in my vault, and there were lots of them, too. Oh, me. Where did the $100 bills come from, Mr. A? Why, from my depositors. Where else? Uh, which depositors in particular, Mr. Arbitrage? Well, Miss Polyester's Deluxe Dubs, uh, Mr. High Tone's Spiffy Shoes, uh, a good deal of them came from Dan Walter's Conestoga dealership. Thanks, Mr. Arbitrage. That's what we needed to know. Let's go, boys. Will you be getting my money back? I doubt that, Mr. Arbitrage, but we'll get whoever's responsible for this. You can count on it. I'd rather have the money. After short stops of polyesters, deluxe dubs, and high-toned spiffy shoes, Riders in the Sky pay a visit to Dan Walter's Conestoga dealership. Hi, folks. Dan Walter's here, and have I got a deal for you. The deal we're interested in, Mr. Walter's, is one you made yesterday that enabled you to deposit over $100,000 in the first rational bank. Oh, you saw the Vipers, and you want one too, eh? Vipers? $50,000 automobiles, boys. The fastest cars on the road. I sold two of them in less than 20 minutes. That was a rich little deal, all right. Not so rich as you might think. The hundred dollar bills they paid you with are counterfeit. Did you say counterfeit? We did indeed. Can you give us a description of the person or persons who purchased those two vipers? Well, they were two very remarkably dressed men. One was thin and wiry and had a pencil-thin mustache and was wearing a very expensive Gucci perfect polyester suit with gold Puccinella shoes. Oh, really? And the other was similarly dressed but with black shoes, and oh yes, he was a 300-pound doofus. Slocum and Charlie! Dan, do you know where they went when they left here? They headed out of town east on the Eddie Dean Highway. Thanks. Come on, boys. Right you are, Ranger Doug. Moments later, riders in the sky at Phoneside meet back at the famed old Harmony Ranch. They arranged to meet up with him on the trail, and we're galloping out of town, heading east on the Eddie Dean Highway. Head up, boy, head up, man! But where will our journey lead? What evil lurks in the hearts and minds of Slocum and Charlie? And how will three men on horseback and one old geezer on a mule... Oh, you car and a geezer. ...ever keep up with two speeding vipers who are also in very fast cars? Well, you won't get the answers to these questions from Lee Iacocca, but you will get them right here, same time, same station, next week in episode four of Raiders of the Vanishing Everglades, entitled... Time for a reality rebate check. It's high-powered, fuel-injected, supercharged melodrama you won't want to miss. And it's coming only to this theater of the mind. 
And now, here again are Riders in the Sky and Joey the Calpoca King. Thank you, Texas Dick's Bender. And as many of you know, it's time for our Classic of the West. We'd like to send it out today to Julie Harvo, who listens to Riders Radio Theater over KBCS in Spokane, Washington. Our classic is Lonely Yukon Stars. careless and loving by an artist on high to their silent song the cyan wind adds its part a song that can only be heard by the heart northern lights that hang pale curtains of fire lead me to the one waiting more Next week, for another thrilling adventure of Writer's Radio Theater. Until we meet again, from all of us to all of you. So long, saddle pal. So good to see you. I want to remind all the folks, always drink upstream from the herd. Really hate to leave you. <laughs> Keep those faces smiling. Round your homes around. So until we meet again. Goodbye.
cast and guests at Riders Radio Theater, Bunker to Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. For more information on Riders in the Sky, Two Slims Mercantile, or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Spender. Our production foreman is Campfire Burt. Our sound effects wrangler is Big Dino Clinker. For WVXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc King. Producer is Lasso and Larry Ashcraft. Coordinating producer, Jeff Whistle. Chief engineer, Jamboree J. Crawford. Recording director, Gallopin George Zahn. Sound effects, Honcho, Winchester Jim Springfield. Our stage manager is Solid L. Ron Esposito. And our sound engineer, Rope and Rich Fredette. This is Texas Big Spender saying, so long, Saddlebile. We'll see y'all next week on Riders Radio Theater. This is the VXU Radio Network. The Napa Valley Vintners Association and the WVXU stations invite you to a Napa Valley wine tasting and sign Magnum silent auction, Tuesday, April 28th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Phoenix, 812 Ray Street, downtown Cincinnati. Owners and winemakers representing Napa Valley wineries will be in attendance. For reservation information, call 731-9898 or 745-3126. Tickets are also available at the Mushroom Wine Shop and Chateau Palmier. 91.7 WVXU Cincinnati, 89.3 WVXR New Paris Richmond and WVXC Chillicothe and 89.5 WVXM West Union, the WVXU stations. AP Network News, I'm Mark Hamrick. A federal judge in San Francisco Saturday is to hold a hearing whether death by cyanide gas is cruel and unusual punishment. The matter's being pressed because of the scheduled execution next week of Robert Alton Harris. He'd be the first person to be put to death in the state in 25 years. The state's highest court has refused to block the execution, and as Kitty Felty reports in Los Angeles, an attorney for Harris says all of this ignores evidence on the effects of alcohol on a fetus. The attorney who argued for clemency for Robert Alton Harris says Governor Wilson's decision to hold Harris accountable for his adult actions of murder contradicts what is known about fetal alcohol syndrome. We are exceedingly concerned that the public understand that we are dealing with permanent brain defects here and that you do not somehow alleviate or eliminate those problems simply by the occurrence of further years that ultimately lead to adulthood. Friedman has asked the governor to reconsider his decision to deny clemency to Harris, who is scheduled to die in the gas chamber on Tuesday. Kitty Feldy, Los Angeles. A Philadelphia appeals court has ruled the judges do have some jurisdiction over the government's base-closing plans. The decision resurrects a lawsuit to save the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard, and it possibly puts the entire military...